Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with the lovely and entrancing Raffaello Giampello. Raffaella began her vegan journey four years ago. Tell us a little bit about yourself personally. Wow, that's a great question. Okay, I would describe myself as an advocate for change and self-transformation. I have been vegan, I would say like about four years. And what do you currently do professionally? I do a few things for work currently, but mainly I am an open channel. I work as a spiritual healer. I offer energy healing and channeled readings and guidance as well as training and mentoring others that are starting a business or wanting to start a business as a healer as well. And what are your aspirations for your future? My aspirations for the future are to continue doing what I'm already doing, finding a way to just share my message on a bigger scale. With more people, I would love to travel and to connect with people all over the world to spread my healing, my message, and the things I care most about, and to meet people in different cultures as well and make an impact there. Beautiful. If you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you were vegan in your own words as if speaking with them? That's a great question. I love that. Okay. I don't think I've ever talk to a child about this subject now that I think about it, which is interesting. So what I would explain to them is that everybody makes different choices with what they choose to eat and consume and what they, um, what they enjoy eating and why. And I would explain that people have different preferences and different things they care about and different impacts they want to make. Um, through their choices and so personally I choose not to consume anything that is animal based because they are our friends and I love them and I don't want to harm them. What made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scales for you? So the reason why I initially went vegan is not different, but it it has definitely evolved. I feel like there's been chapters intentionally from my experience of becoming vegan. And so initially it was based off of my energy levels. So I was working a corporate job in Washington, DC. I now live in beautiful San Diego, which is more well, like more relaxed, uh, environment. But back then I used to be really tired. I used to get drained really easily. I was not spiritually awakened or open at all. So I had actually no understanding of what energy even is, which is funny to think about. I really wasn't doing much to take care of myself back then. I didn't have a healthy lifestyle. I mean, I think I actually thought I did, but I realized I did not. So I used to listen to a radio show, a country radio show, Mm -hmm. and this girl on it would always talk about her green smoothies. So she would drink green smoothies every morning and she was vegan so that was the first time I heard about someone being vegan and she just talked about it all the time she was super passionate about it and she was saying how great she felt from choosing this diet and so she recommended a book from Kimberly Snyder 
who talks all about eating raw, vegan, and why. She's a nutritionist, so she's done a ton of research about it, and she calls them the glowing green smoothie. So she would do this challenge, or it's like a free challenge where basically you put in your info, and then for two weeks you have a vegan green smoothie every morning and then you take a before and after picture just to see how it's changed you um even just like seeing like literally glowing like your skin and your face and feeling more vibrant and there was a facebook group so it was just like more interactive like everyone would start the challenge people all over the world and they'd be posting these pictures so it was very motivating so I was like okay I'm gonna try this nothing else is working and I'm feeling really tired every day and I don't drink caffeine (laughs) so I tried it and my smoothie was disgusting because I had a (laughs) magic bullet it was like grass clippings and my boyfriend at the time now fiance I wanted him to do it with me because I knew I wouldn't maintain it if I didn't have Support support, because it was a lot of effort. There were a lot of ingredients in this smoothie. We both did it and we lost weight, which wasn't even a goal. I felt so energized. I felt so clean health wise and I was glowing. Like there was an actual difference and I just felt so good. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. So initially it was for health reasons and it kind of kick started just a total transformation personally with my like mind body and soul so just really taking care of myself in a different way Um, and then over the years it has evolved for the reasons why I've continued being vegan because I did it for a few weeks but there's a reason why I kept doing it Mm -hmm. so initially it was for health but then all the other components came in as well please share how you continue to benefit physically emotionally and spiritually by living With the work that I do, it's really important for me to be neutral. That's the way I view it. And so um, I've found that by leading a vegan lifestyle, making a choice that is in alignment with everything else that I am sharing with others, like it feels so in alignment and supporting the work that I do and what I'm encouraging others to do as well. So it feels necessary to me Mm -hmm. um, to be leading this lifestyle. Not that it's pressure, but it feels just, it goes hand in hand. And it supports me still energetically. It keeps my vibration really high so that I can connect with spirit beings because that's the work that I do by not having dense products in my body. So it allows for me to do the work that I do. I feel amazing. I feel like I'm making a difference, having an impact in like I'm spending my dollars in the way that I know has an impact for this whole planet. Um, so it just feels great. Like I feel every day I don't experience any guilt or any of that. Like, Oh, I'm like, I feel like in the past, can I curse? You can. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't feel like a piece of shit. Like that's literally what I just felt. It's like, I don't feel like, like lethargic and like, gosh, like I'm just, I'm not in control of my health, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> How do you define a vegan lifestyle? I would define a vegan lifestyle as with all decisions that I make or that anyone that is vegan is making to always consider others before. So in the case of being vegan, you are considering animals, which are other sentient beings. They have souls like we do. So if I care deeply about people, since I work with people and my friends and my family and myself, then I should care an equal amount and I do care an equal amount animals as well so I feel that having a vegan lifestyle is just it's not being selfish tell me a little bit about your vegan lifestyle what's a a week in the life of Rafaela 
It's an interesting question to think about because it's just so normal now. I've been vegan for a while, but um, well, beyond my dietary preferences, which I love what I eat, I, I just love being able, even if I have what I would consider as a cheat meal, not a vegan cheat well, it is vegan, but it's like when you're going somewhere like Native Foods and having mm-hmm. a vegan burger, it's like I still know that I'm not harming anyone Mm -hmm. and I'm still helping the environment and helping the animals and that you know maybe it's not the healthiest for me but still at least I'm making a choice that is not harming the planet or an animal so I feel like just eating in general having a vegan lifestyle it's like I just feel really good every time I eat there's no it's like a very healthy relationship with food and then beyond that even when shopping I think that has had a big impact even when I shop of course not purchasing leather, any animal skin, um, something I didn't consider in the past, like with wallets or purses or shoes or things like that. I mean, there's, even there, there's things that I own from before I was vegan that I was like, wow, I had no idea this even came from an animal. So now when I shop, that's something I take into consideration. Another big reason why I choose a vegan lifestyle is for environmental reasons. So I would consider my environmental, uh, like sustainable habits to be a part of a vegan lifestyle too. Um, that's really important in my household. My fiance is really, really passionate about that. So we compost, we have a worm composting system. I won't take credit cause I don't feed the worms and I don't, <laughs> the only thing is I don't throw away my, uh, food waste into the trash or down the drains. I put it to the side for him, my fiance to compost. So we do that. That's a big part of our lifestyle. And let's see, I feel like there's so many examples. Um, what it looks like, my vegan lifestyle. Just in general, I feel like it's what I already said. It's just not being selfish and considering how your choices have an impact on the whole world and everyone in it. So just in everything that I do. And it's, again, it's really, it's an, it's an extension of the work that I've chosen to do and a part of my purpose. So at this point in my vegan lifestyle, it's all just second nature and seamless in in everything that I do. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? Mm. I wish that people would know that it's actually really easy um I also find myself telling a lot of people when they ask me the people ask me like oh but don't you miss cheese and I'm like actually I don't because um after a while of being vegan I no longer crave it for one and even if I did there's so many good alternatives so I really feel like I'm never missing out there are truly so many options that quite frankly I actually think taste better mm-hmm. um and feel so much better i will be around friends and we'll be barbecuing and i'll be eating like a beyond burger which is a vegan burger and they'll be eating a regular burger and i can tell now that they're eyeing mine and they're like oh that looks really good <laughs> and they're everyone else after at the end of the party is like super full super tired super sluggish and i'm like I'm satisfied and full, but I'm, it doesn't like, I'm not drained. Like I'm like, let's keep going. So energetically, um, that is something that I find I explain a lot to people is that you just feel a lot better. Um, and so you don't miss the foods that you think you might miss because the, it outweighs it. Like by feeling so much better, you no longer want to not feel that. Um, and because there's so many alternatives, you're not going to. Something else that I would want people to understand, I find myself explaining 
the egg industry a lot as well as the dairy industry. I even from experience myself, I was very, very naive growing up. I feel like we grow up and we're sold, like all the advertisements and packaging for dairy is like these happy cows roaming a farm and that they're just naturally always producing milk. Like, honestly, that's what I thought of. It's mm-hmm. like cows produce milk. You just go over and you just, you don't do anything bad to them. And so even in my first few years being vegan, I had no idea, but I was still vegan. And then when I learned about the dairy industry, that was the biggest shocker for me. So I feel most passionate in explaining that. If someone is asking, I would never force it to them. But if they ask me, I would explain the dairy industry and how it actually works and as well as the egg industry. Because I feel like those are the two that people aren't thinking that's directly killing an animal. But they're not knowing, because I didn't either, how terribly they are being treated. Is there anything you wish more people would have a conversation about around veganism? Talking more about the production of all the animal products, I feel like a lot of people just turn a blind eye and um, and they're, they'll say, like, oh, I'm just such, like, I just love animals. I can't get myself to watch that or think about it. Like, I can't do that. So I think just on a grander scale, people being educated about that, I feel like that would be really, like, my ultimate hope would be that eventually, like, growing up in schools, that's something that everyone needs to be aware of and to learn about. I think something people don't talk about a lot is the uh, component with the government. This is not something I'm really good at talking about, but I understand it, but basically how the government is funding so much of the animal products and making it so inexpensive and advertising it and putting out there even in school systems um, and even with the nutritional recommendations, right? And so there's so much control and so much power from people that do not care about our health or the environment or about the animals. I would hope that people talk more about how you have to be like for your own sake and the sake of the planet, you have to be someone that does your own research and that seeks different information that is not as readily available. When you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know? Yes, I do feel that There is a lot of information that I can provide to people to help them. Like, for example, when someone says, I just love cheese, like, I can't go vegan. I just love cheese, and it's I will literally give them brands of cheese that I think are really good. Mm -hmm. I will share restaurants that are really good that have amazing burger, a cheeseburger, if that's something that you think you might miss. And then also explaining to them that... It's not an all or nothing. They don't, it's, I think that's the biggest thing is people are like, I don't know if I can commit to all my decisions being vegan. And I think that's understandable. And I think it is a process for someone to change their lifestyle so much. And so I think it's more realistic to say like, hey, start with only consuming animal products for dinner, for example. I actually tried that. It was like a diet though when I tried it in college where it was vegan before dinner which is an interesting, it was like a whole book about it. So it's just trying at first, maybe it's like a meal every day that is vegan or just start like baby steps instead of just like going all in. I think that's intimidating to people. So as a vegan, I would explain to them like there's really is no pressure. Like any vegan choice that you make still has an impact and is good for you and for the planet and for the animals. So just start small and then notice how you feel and how your life shifts from making these decisions and you may naturally then feel called to going completely vegan. 
How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns, and the like via social media and news outlets? So with the animal cruelty component, and even for me from experience, even though I was already vegan, I find that when people are seeing videos being shared or protesters sharing about animal cruelty, it can come off to someone that is not vegan as extreme. And so I find that the way that it's shared, it has this, like, energy behind it or this this emotion behind it of just so much pressure and so much shame, too, Mm -hmm. as well. And so I think that's a turnoff to even engage with the information and the content to pay any attention to it. And it, it comes across making people feel bad before they've even been given the opportunity to be open to it. Mm -hmm. So that, I would say, is a big problem. Sometimes I even think even just the word vegan has negative connotations. So I think just in general, vegans speaking of it in a more open way, in a more accepting way, and less judgmental would be the most important influence with the mainstream media. What questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of I would say and ask, because I feel like if someone would be covering this, that they should include some hard facts on the impact of, or how do you word this, Um, the impact of having a vegan lifestyle. Like, you know, there's those websites where you can put in how long you've been vegan and it shows you how many many cows, how many cows, or also just trees, water resources, the emissions, all of that. So I would hope that anyone covering it would include those numbers, that they would do their own research and they would show that the, um, the impact like of not being vegan versus being vegan on the planet and Mm -hmm. on the animals as well. So I feel like that should just be a given. That's not even a question to ask. But if they weren't including that, then I would ask them to share that or to consider it. Or I would ask if they have even looked at it or considered it, like looked at the hard numbers. Is that even the right way of saying it? The mm-hmm. numbers? Yeah, if they've looked at the numbers. Um, and then I would ask them, if you have all that information, then what is holding you back from doing your part as one person here on this planet like what is stopping you from making that contribution and that impact like what are the reasons why you wouldn't make these decisions to help the planet and each other regarding the mainstream i always see that everything is separated like every aspect of the impact of being vegan or not vegan is always uh, put out there in a very like separate way so it could be like sometimes they're talking about or sharing about health benefits sometimes they're talking about the farms and like they're being uh gosh i don't know how to work. yeah there's just different components to it so many different and i find that they a lot of the times they're focusing on just one on its own instead of why not speak to all of it together and showing like really how important it is and there's so many reasons like presenting the full picture it's not I feel like a lot of the times the information is very very like specific and it's not there's not just one part to it to why it's important does that make sense like I feel like certain outlets are only focusing on one and so someone can just be like well I make a difference in another way with that so I'm fine but there's so many other 
components and benefits. So I, I think if it's going to be talked about that there should be a more um, holistic, holistic mm-hmm. approach to it of how it's influencing you, your body, uh, your health, as well as the environment, as well as the animals. Regarding the media and the approach with discussing different stories involving either animal cruelty or the effects on the environment or your health is that it's presented in a very, um, like, focused, like, overly focused manner instead of there being a more holistic approach of the situation. I feel that it would be more beneficial to include, like, the big picture of how, like, one element it's all interconnected. So having just a more holistic approach in the way that things are delivered in the media and talked about, I think, would be really beneficial. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as Smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I actually have never heard of any of those, really? um, which is funny. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I've heard people saying that, like, oh, I'm mostly vegan, but, like, I make exceptions when I'm going out. Um, and earlier in my early years of adopting or beginning to adopt a vegan lifestyle, I definitely could have identified like that. Of, And that was because I didn't know the animal cruelty component myself. And so, like I said before, I didn't know the dairy side of things in the egg industry so I used to make exceptions when eating out um and then once I received all of the information that's when I went like no more with any of it so that actually ties into what I just said where it's like by uh the information that's out there um if it's more holistic and kind of expressing all of the sides to it, then you're able to make a more well-informed decision for yourself. You would make a more well-informed decision if you had all of the information of how things are actually being produced, and then therefore you wouldn't need to self-identify as any of those. But I will say that if someone, like I said before, is newly exploring this new lifestyle, Again, I don't pass any judgment on them. I think you just have to honor that everyone has different information. And so at some point, they will gain new information, and then maybe they will be a full vegan and they won't have to self-identify. So I think just respecting that, that, you know, it's not right or wrong. It's just people have different information. Mm -hmm. We all come to veganism differently. Yeah. How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not, in fact, vegan. Interesting. So I actually like the term plant-based personally. For speaking of it, I will change it up between plant-based and vegan just because of the negative connotations Mm -hmm. that come with the word vegan and how some people just see vegan and they're like, they're judging me because I'm not vegan, right? So um, instead, and I think plant-based is really obvious and simple, like, okay, plant-based, meaning I consume anything that is a plant and not anything else. So I think it's like a good word to have, but I know that your question is more on it being used for products that are still not vegan. And it's kind of like, for me, honestly, like, the way I feel, it's, like, it's better than nothing, you know, ultimately, like, it's better than it not being plant-based and and not vegan, you know, so it's, like, a step in the right direction, I guess, but the one thing would be just educating, again, people that 
something being plant-based does not mean that it's vegan. So just people being aware of that, encouraging people to look at how a product is being produced, the people, the, the company that is creating it, what their values are, knowing that everything that you are purchasing and consuming has an energy to it based off of how it was produced or who produced it. So just educating yourself really with anything that you're going to purchase, reading the labels. Um, unfortunately, labels can be very deceiving, so it could be turning it around and seeing like what's actually in this or there I know there's a ton of apps and even websites like if you're thinking of um like cleaning like household products even or makeup things mm-hmm. like that they'll say clean product or toxic free but then it's not vegan mm-hmm. right like it's still being tested on animals for example so it's just using like finding a tool for you to really fact check what mm-hmm. you're purchasing mm-hmm. yeah what vegans do you respect and keep tabs on? I don't know. I feel like so many people that I follow are vegan, but they're not necessarily people that are talking about it that much, so they wouldn't be known for being vegan, but Mm -hmm. just a lot of the people that I am around and that I connect with just happen to be vegan. Oh gosh, I'm bad with names. Natalie Portman, she narrated and made that documentary, Eating Animals. I respect her because her approach is very non-judgmental very neutral like the way she puts it out but very very informative with the facts and very approachable so that's why i respect her and then okay there's actually two what's his name james aspie yeah yeah i really enjoy him and his talks they made a huge difference for me listening to him on a podcast is actually why i finally watch the animal cruelty videos and he is the reason why I went 100% vegan with my dietary choices and as much as I possibly can with all other choices so I think the way he communicates the information is really 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 informative and well-spoken and he gives a very holistic approach which is why I really respect him and then there's another guy that is a vegan activist I think he's in the UK He's just a really kind soul as well. But yeah, his name is Earth Linked. So Earth, L-I-N-G-E-D. And he does a lot of protests and talks and demonstrations around the world. Yeah, he has a YouTube podcast, TED Talks, and he'll show up places in like highly trafficked places around the world and set up screens with the videos, but he'll be on a microphone talking about it, but in a very approachable, non-judgmental, calm way. Very approachable. So... That's why I respect, I guess I respect anyone that is coming from a non-judgmental approach, so. To sum up our time together in Mm -hmm. one sentence, please tell us why you're vegan. Ultimately, I am vegan because I respect myself, others, all sentient beings, all souls that are here incarnating on this planet, as well as the planet, and because there's no reason not to be vegan and to not make those choices it's so easy and simple and it's just in alignment with everything that I believe and I would never if I I could easily incarnate as one of those animals and I would never want to be treated that way and so I'm vegan because I don't want to support or do harm on anything person planet animal anything at all 
So is there anything else you'd like to discuss that maybe I haven't asked you here with regard to veganism or any insights that you've had throughout your journey that mm-hmm. you might want to share here? I think I touched on it a little bit in my answers, but just how much of an impact it has on your total well-being. A lot of the people that I work with are wanting to connect with their intuition so that they can heal themselves and live out their purpose, why they are here. They can feel good and energized while doing it. They're able to connect. And it's not for selfish reasons for them. It's because they are choosing to wanting to be the best possible person they can be so that they in turn can make a difference in everyone that they interact with. And so I would love to touch on just how the fact that when you're consuming a animal product that it is a dense deceased and I mean I hate even saying that but it is a it is a being that has no life in it and so and with it there is energy that has experienced so much trauma and so when you're consuming that that is in your body and in your energy and you are putting that out and you are carrying that and it has now become a part of you so just taking that into consideration that it really in so many ways is influencing your well-being mind body and soul and so when you eliminate that like i said before you're just so clean and you're so clear on how you feel because we all are very sensitive beings and we all pick up on each other energetically, emotionally. And so when you can just say like, I know that at least the things I'm consuming are as clean as possible, you know, it's so much easier to understand like what is you and what isn't you. So that is another component that I really don't think the mainstream is talking about much. So just one thing I would want to add is just allows you to be a very, very clear, energetic being. Yeah. That would be, I think we covered everything else. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so so much fun. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.